It's KBKW's Coffee Talk. It is now 9-12. And with me is the superintendent of the Monty School District, Dan Winter. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having me on. Well, as you can see, just from listening to, like, uh, our sports with no sports, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting uh, a lot of things. A school with no school, or at least no school in the, in, in the, the school buildings, but people going to school from home. How is all this working out for your district? I think overall it's working out really well. It's been a challenge because things are changing daily, but um, I can say that I, I'm very, very proud of our staff, teachers, classified, food service. Everybody is pitching in to do what they can. Uh, teachers are coming up with some really creative ways to connect with their kids and keep them as engaged as possible. Now, the challenge that we face is that it's one thing to try to keep kids engaged face-to-face. It's even tougher when you're not seeing them. So we're constantly working to try to figure out ways to, to get kids uh, engaged with our teachers and at least trying to do something while they're at home. Now, what are the kids saying uh, to their instructors about what's going on? I mean, it, it, uh, if you if you pick pick their brain, what are, what are they thinking like? This is this is going to pass, or they're, they're kind of shocked because maybe they're on on uh, the baseball team or basketball team or whatever, or a football team, and they may not be able to practice for for a while strictly because of what's going on. I, I would think that the they're getting the impression here this is this is serious stuff. Yeah, I think at the beginning, the thought of being out of school was maybe kind of interesting for some. I'm in an interesting situation because I've got a senior and a freshman in my house, and so I sort of connected to what kids are feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different uh, perspective. You know, seniors are thinking this is the time of high school where we were supposed to have the most fun and all these activities going on. The I can tell you that from what I'm hearing through them from their friends is obviously the athletes are frustrated um, I did hear my son say the other night, I can't believe I'd ever say this, but I would really like to be back in school right now. So they're, they're optimistic that we're going to come back. I think that, um, as I am, I mean, I'm hoping that we can get back. I think there are some challenges that we face ahead, but um, my hope is that we can get back at some point, give those kids some sort of ending, and, you know, kind of end this on a positive note if we can. But I think kids are doing well. I think the kids that are engaging with teachers, we have a lot of teachers that are missing seeing kids, which is cool to see. But right now, I mean, we're three weeks in, two and a half weeks in. I think they're doing okay. I'm concerned about, about down the road as we keep working through this. If we don't come up with new, fresh ideas, it, it may get a little stale for kids, but that's a, the challenge that faces us, and we're going to keep working on it. Um, now, how how is uh, the the state and and the feds helping your district? I'm, uh, do you feel that you're getting enough support? Yeah, I mean we're getting guidance from from OSPI. It's they really have left it to the local districts to manage you know the requirements that we have. We have requirements to provide childcare for health service workers and first responders. We also have a requirement to prepare meals, which we're doing all of that. The guidance that came out last week from OSPI about the online school that was supposed to start March 30th had some confusion in it, 
I think the things that we've been doing since day one when we got out of school are meeting those requirements. So we're we're not ramping it up too much. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to reach every single student because they may be living in a place where there is no Internet access. Um, they may not have a parent at home that's, that's helping them do that. So there's challenges that we face, and so trying to meet that equity issue, we're doing the best we can, constantly sending surveys out to try to get a hold of parents who need technology or who need something else uh, that we can provide them with. So I, we're getting support in the terms of guidance, but it's really left to each individual district to go out there and make it happen. Now, do you prefer it that way so, so you can do your own plan, basically, or, or would you rather have more input or, or whatever from uh, the states or feds? No, I think that they've given us enough leeway that we can we can use okay. the resources that we have, use the creativity that we have. Um, you know, they're laying out here's what you here are the things that you need to do, but it's it's up to us to figure out how to best make it work for our community, and I think that works best. Well, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we'll be back. Uh, if you just tuned in, we have Dan Winter, who is the superintendent of the Montesano School District. It's KBKW's Coffee Talk. 919 is the time. And Dan Winter, superintendent of the Monty School District, is our guest today. Now, when does school wrap up for uh, the Montesano School District? When is our last day scheduled? Is mm-hmm. that... Yeah. Yeah, June 16th. Oh, okay, because I think uh, Aberdeen is, what, the 17th, I think? You know what? I correct, correct myself. I'm getting my dates mixed up. We get out on June 10th. Oh, June 10th. Okay, because I, I, I was talking to... Uh, uh, Alicia earlier in the seven o'clock hour about how things were going in the uh, the Aberdeen uh, school district, uh, and evidently you superintendents all over the county uh, kind of uh, get together or at least communicate with each other quite often. Yeah, at least once a week we've been uh, during this time we've been getting together on Zoom meetings and sharing strategies, sharing ideas that we have, supporting each other, uh, anything we can do to try to make it better for the students in the in the county or in Pacific County because we meet with them as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been beneficial. Now, what what are some of the the issues that are that that everybody seems to be facing uh you know, the the uh, ones that that get the most attention? Well, making sure that kids have meals is a huge one and we've we're continually trying to reach out to parents to one let them know that that we are providing meals, but two, trying to figure out if we're missing people. So we've got pickup stations uh, for meals each day at each of our schools from 9 to 11, and uh, that has been increasing daily, the numbers that we're serving, which is exciting to see. So I think that's one big challenge. The other one, like I talked about before, was trying to figure out who needs access to technology. We have Chromebook computers that we have checked out to any family that needs them so that their student will have the ability to get online and connect with their teacher or do any of the enrichment activities that we've put out there. I think those are probably two of the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Teachers have done an an amazing job of coming up with things to give their kids to stay engaged. So that, while that's a challenge for them, they've taken that off my plate in terms of a worry because they're just out there doing it. But I think the, the... Meals and the technology are probably the two biggest issues we're facing. 
Now, what about uh, like the school? You know, they have uh, at least when I was going to school. I assume it's the same. You'll you'll have it like a, a class president or, or you know or or whatever. Do you see a lot of the, the leaders in the schools among the students coming forward to to help you uh, get get the kids uh, you know on the right course? We've had a number of students that have volunteered to help. Uh, we. We plan to implement some of that before the governor put his stay-at-home order in place. Mm-hmm. So right now, we're not going to call on kids to come in. We're not having staff come in. Down the road, I think it's going to be important, especially like I talked about before with seniors, having those senior leaders work with their classmates to either get the word out or come up with ideas to uh, help end the year on a good note. So, yeah, we've there's a number of kids. We even had uh, post or alumni, postgraduates that have sent emails that said, I'm home from college. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. So it's been a great community effort. And, and so there's there's some, I guess, a silver lining to some of this when, when, when we get through this, where people will look back and see what happens when people do work together, how, how much of a difference they can make. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's just Montesano in a nutshell. I mean, Anytime something takes place where the community needs to rally together, uh, we've always done a great job of doing that. And I think that's one of the things that makes this community so special. Now, what about the school district when it comes to their their facilities and things? Because you've got summer coming up and then, you know, fall classes. Uh, Is there a lot of uh, issues right now that you need to take care of, but, but the coronavirus is kind of slowing things down? Actually, with the the first couple of weeks before the governor's stay-at-home order, we had uh, a lot of maintenance projects that were getting done that they're easier to do when the students aren't here. So they were summer-type maintenance projects. Mm -hmm. Our maintenance people were off for a couple days. The governor did say that uh, maintenance workers were allowed to work. I gave them that opportunity. And so our maintenance guys are here doing some of those projects. So actually, we're going to get ahead of the curve in terms of all the things we need to do over the summer to get ready for fall. So... They're uh, pretty excited about it, and if they could get some decent weather, I think they'd be even more thrilled. Yeah, this well, it's supposed to be a little bit better next week, but we'll, we'll wait and see how how uh, that, that goes along. Are there? Believe it when I see it. What's that now? I said I'll believe it when I see it. When it comes <laughs> I know. To the weather. Yeah, I know it's been kind of crazy lately. Um, now we have about five minutes left. What are some other things that we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about? Well, I thought I would just share some of the, the uh, things that teachers are doing. Okay. Um, we've got a teacher on our teacher that's creating an Instagram account to give ideas out to her students to keep them going with art. We've had teachers that are having Zoom meetings so they can get face-to-face with their students. Um, I know that there are teachers that are replying to emails really quickly. My daughter emailed a teacher at 6 o'clock one night and by 9 had a response. Wow. We uh, have teachers getting creative, sending out things for their students to work on in terms of emotional well-being. They're using Google Hangout so that they can communicate with their students and give everyone a chance to get together. Before the stay-at-home order, there were kids downtown that were doing a scavenger hunt because their teacher had given them things to go look for in town. We've got teachers that are reading stories on Facebook Live so their students can can see their teacher and hear stories being read. These are elementary teachers. 
And another one for a graphic design class was to create a new emoji to express how they were feeling during this school closure. So teachers are doing an amazing job coming up with ideas for their kids, and I think that, again, super proud of them. We're trying to get as many kids as engaged as possible. We're not to where we would like to see it, but we're going to continue to work to see if we can keep that connection going. Yeah, well, you know, with the ages that you deal with, you know, the little little ones, you know, they, it's hard for them to grasp exactly what's going on. And then, then you get a little older, they, they know what's happening, and, and, and they probably have, uh, you know, fears of their own. And then you have the teenagers that, uh, well, you know, I still remember how I felt when I was a teenager. And, and so you're a little more... Uh, uh, not radical. That's not the right word. You, you more independent than than the younger ones, and may form your own opinions about something that may not be correct. And so, you know, you have to deal with with a lot of different ways of thinking depending on how old the kids are. Yeah, and that's true whether whether kids are in school or not. But mm-hmm. this is a particularly challenging because we're not seeing them. But you know, the other thing we're doing at the elementary schools is is we've got paper packets as well as sending them out electronically. So each grade level team has created activities for that are age appropriate for their grade level that parents can pick up or we can mail to them or they can get them electronically so that their kids have things that they can do at home but yeah it's it's a challenge but like i said again our teachers are are rising up to it and doing an amazing job now how how about the the uh uh kids parents are they cooperating well with the the uh school district uh when getting their kids to settle down and do their do their job when they're at home and and know that they're they're doing what they need to do in school? For the, yes. I mean, they're being very supportive of what we're doing. We have had some emails where parents are frustrated because they can't get their kids to to do their work. Mm-hmm. And you know, our message to them is, you know what, you're not alone. <laughs> we fully anticipate that we're going to have to adjust how we teach when we get back because there's going to be kids that are at different, level, different levels. So we're going to have to make adjustments. We're going to have to accommodate uh, do the best you can. I got a response after that email from a mother that said, well, I'm having my son, you know, help prepare meals and help do things. And so those are learning experiences, mm-hmm. and, which are, are just as good sometimes as the book work. So when we get emails like that, we just try to encourage parents that, you know, you just keep doing the best you can. We'll help in any way we can. And when we get through this, it's all going to be okay. Now, do you feel comfortable we, we got enough uh, out today during this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I there's not a whole lot more I can say other than okay. if, if parents have concerns or questions, they can certainly email me at dwinter at org or any of the building principals, and uh, we will get back to you just as soon as we can. And what we'll do is uh, I'll stay in contact w- with, with you, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll do another one of these calls here in a couple of weeks just to see how things are going. And then uh, I'd like to have you come in on a regular basis once this is over and kind of upgrade or update everybody on the school district. Sure, that'd be great. All right. Well, uh, uh, Dan, thanks for spending time with us today. Uh, good luck, and we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. All right. Thank you, Doug. You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye.